On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're taking a closer look at some of our player reviews at this point in the season. We're talking Nick Paul, Tanner Janot. Who won the Tanner Janot trade? Nick Paul continues to be an underrated player in this team, and we look towards tonight's matchup against the Nashville Predators. All that coming up on Locked On Lightning. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us here on this episode of Locked On Lightning. Just a reminder that today's episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. So we're talking about Tanner Janot, if the Lightning won that trade, because he's been playing phenomenal this year. And, you know, as, as the common theme is when we talk about with players on the lightning or in hockey in general stats don't tell the whole story and sometimes they do but it it depends on the style of the player we're talking about that we're talking about nick paul how he is one of the more vital pieces on this team not named nikita kutrov braden point andre vasilevsky name a couple of players in there as well (laughs) and then we'll wrap things up with our preview of tonight's game against the nashville predators but before we do that please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form that is spotify uh google play itunes wherever they got podcasts we are there also you can subscribe to our channel on youtube as well subscribe to the channel drop a comment below this video as well as hit us with that thumbs up button let us know how we're doing Drop a question, drop a comment, just about how you feel about certain things that I say on today's show. Would love to hear all the back and forth that comes from all of you. So we're looking at Nick uh, Tanner Janot, excuse me, and there was a lot of talk, obviously, since last season about the Tanner Janot trade at the deadline. That was a trade that I thought what you're getting back is good but obviously what the lightning had to give up was a little excessive and and i i mean that with a little bit of sarcasm it was it was a very lopsided trade in the moment and i think that it will be a trade that you know when we look back on it unless all those pieces that nashville got don't come don't don't amount to anything really This is a trade that really the Lightning might look back on with favoritism. And and we're kind of seeing the the full effects of that trade right now. Um, I spoke about it coming into this season, too, when we were talking about Tanner Janot, how really it was going to be interesting to see how he was going to be able to respond to that in his first full season. Because, listen, he may not say it, may not say it online he may not say it in interviews or whatever the case may be but i'm sure to a certain degree he felt the pressure from that trade uh to a certain extent whether it was last year or even coming into his first full season 
uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and I think that he has handled it pretty well. I think that we can't really judge him for how he played coming in at the deadline. Not everyone could come in at the deadline, Nick, like Nick Paul, who we will talk about later, and just light the world on fire. I think Tanner Janot is also a different player, and he plays the game a different way. Um, because when you look at how he plays within this lightning offense and, and just on this team in general, his responsibility isn't primarily to come in and, and score goals or or really put up points on a nightly basis. It's really kind of just go out there and disrupt the flow of the opposing team in whichever way he could possibly do. And I think he's done a really good job this year of doing that because when you look at how he's played through 27 games, really the thing that sticks out other than the fact that, yes, he does have six goals. That's already more than what he's had. Uh, actually, that that's already matched what he had last year. But it, it's more so the little things that he has done for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. And, and we talk about that a lot on this show, how, yeah, you have your stars, you have your headbins, your, your Kutra, Point, Hagel, those guys. Um, Stamkos, even. Th- those guys are going to come in. They're going to put up points. They're going to score goals. And that's great. Uh, but when you look at the depth behind those guys on the, the the lower lines, the even the Anthony Sorelli's who we spoke about last night, you know, it's not the end of the world if they don't score a ton of points. If, you know, example, if Tanner Janot doesn't score 50 points this year, it's not going to be something that necessarily hurts the lightning. I mean, yeah, it's for those who are still kind of worried about the trade haul that was given up for him last year yeah i mean he's got really big expectations for phil to really to to look at the lightning and say they won that trade but really his main responsibility like i said is to obstruct the other team to to do anything that is asked of him in the current situation we saw it last night he was playing physical he was really leading the charge along the boards really stalling the penguins and anything they did uh, he's also done a very good job of being the guy in terms of sort of playing the goon part this year for the Lightning. He's been in quite a number of fights. I mean, that's not really a big deal, uh, but it is, in a way, nice to see a guy like that who could do a little bit of everything and and kind of carry the team in certain situations emotionally. And that's something that the Lightning have kind of missed over the last couple of years since the exit, I think of Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow. I think that those guys kind of played a similar game than what from compared to what we saw with Tanner Janot. Now Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow also had, were, were also better in certain situations than Tanner Janot. I thought that Goodrow had his, his, his decent abilities in the faceoff circle. That's not Janot's game. Um, Coleman, obviously we all know is a point getter. So there's that as well, where, you know, we're not really expecting him to put up that many points, but you don't really need that from him when, when you got him on the third line, really his, like I said, he is there to kind of wear down the opposing team into submission and then get the points when they come to him. He also doesn't have to go get the points because at the same time, he's got Nick Paul on his line, who 
is a phenomenal player who's been playing very well, who really has setting the tone for this third line lightning team, uh, lightning line alongside Mike, Mikey Esamont, who I still think that there is a lot left to be written about Esamont because he has shown us a lot not to get too off track here, but what we've seen from Esamont really since last year and then this year as well is that he does possess the skill in flashes to be a point getter, to be a guy who could potentially put up 20, 30 points a year on the third line. And I think, you know, that range 20 to 30 points on the third line is a very good number for this lightning team, because I think we could all agree. John Cooper doesn't really look at Tanner Janot is a guy who is going to come in score 20 to 30 points. I mean, if you get 20 points out of Janot, that's phenomenal. I mean, he's overplaying his value. I think we could agree that. But to kind of put it in perspective, you know, Janot's career high for points was 41 in his second year, his se- really his first full year in the NHL in which he finished seventh in the Calder. And I, I think that really that was kind of just the year where the league didn't know much about him. They didn't know how to opposing teams didn't know how to handle Jano. And now what you see is kind of what you get with him. You know, I, I feel like he was kind of put on, he put himself on this pedestal almost last year when he came in with, with, you know, lightning fans see 24 goals. They see 41 points. And they think like, wow, we got this guy for a steal. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't have much of a problem with it as long as the players above him really kind of set the tone for the rest of the team. And I think that's what is so good about Tanner Janot is that his game to a certain degree is so fluid because when you look at how the rest of the team is playing, and it's the way he's playing now and contributing and being able to do many things in many different situations, such as lay it, lay up a lot of hits, take a lot of blocks. Um, you know, I don't expect him to be a big, big face-off guy, but he had four hits last night against Pittsburgh, one block. Um, he, he's not going to put up a lot of shots on goal, but he's going to be a guy, like I said, who's going to go out there. He's going to grind out the opposing team. And, at time to time get points where it is needed and i think you know a lot of that also has to do with players on this line like nick paul who we will get to in just a bit so let me know in the comments below what you think about tanner Janot. i think he's having a very good season you know it's what he's one of those players where like i said we can't really judge him on his numbers but if you want to judge him solely on his numbers this season i think he's been playing very well six goals 10 points his plus minus is ugly but a lot of player players on the lightning their plus minuses are have been not so good have been pretty much all in the negatives for the most part to start the season now that Vazzy's back we're probably going to see those numbers kind of get back to the positives so stay tuned for that so yeah let me know in the comments below what you think about Tanner Janot's season um could he potentially play himself onto the second line or possibly make the case uh, that's yet to be seen. I'm not entirely sure, but it's not something I wouldn't entirely rule out with Tanner Janot. So we'll talk about Nick Paul coming up in just a little bit, what his value means to the Tampa Bay Lightning this year and how he's really been doing a phenomenal job of being that guy. We'll talk about that. What does that mean when we say he is that guy? 
we talk about that in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about one of our sponsors today, and that is our friends over at Jace Medical. Now, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk a minute for about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is scary for anybody who gets affected by flu. Uh, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, you know, my girlfriend or, you know, one of my my nephews getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication. They need it. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, sinitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board set of board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. You could also follow us on our social media pages at L underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. Love the back and forth conversation that we always have here on Locked on Lightning. And so we just got done talking about Tanner Janot. So I, I think that he's he's played the best you could possibly ask of him since, since you know, given all, all the players around him. You know, he's not going to be a 30-goal scorer. If he ends up being that, that's great, but I don't. I just don't see it in him, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, some people might think it's a bad thing, but, you know, given everything that was given up for him at the trade, whatever, that I'm over it. Everybody else should be at this point as well. But we're moving forward. We're looking at Nick Paul. He has just been playing well. He's been playing phenomenal. And he's another player like Tanner Janot. When you look at Nick Paul's stats, you know, he it doesn't jump out at from the page from you about what kind of season he's having i mean yes 27 games played eight goals three assists that comes out to 11 points if you're following along and doing your math and he's averaging about 17 minutes of ice time per night and the thing about nick paul that has really impressed me is he does score in bunches here and there he will get his his points and clusters um but he's another player, just like Nick Paul, who, I mean, just like like Tanner Janot. They both play on the same line, which is a great, a great, I would say that they feed off each other's games. But the thing that really impresses me about him and the thing that I feel like the Lightning have been missing over really since those those cup finals teams have been a guy that could get down into the dirty areas, could could be a Swiss army knife, but also be consistent in the face-off circle. And that's what you have in Nick Paul. Nick Paul could play physical. He could get down into the dirty areas of the corners. He will stand there in front of the opposing netbinder and just take 
rebounds and 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 just deflections off and not care. I mean, he's going to get beaten up. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter with him. But he is a player that really, like we've spoken about with this Lightning team over the last couple of years, is where they've really struggled has been the faceoff circle. And I think having a player like that, I think when we look back on Nick Paul uh, throughout the duration of his eight-year extension, is that he will have won many games indirectly because of his performance in the face-off circle. Uh, last night, just to kind of put it into context, he won sixth, okay? Six of eight. That comes out to 75% if your math is right. And he's been doing a good job over the last five. I mean, you look at the Dallas games, he was he 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 didn't do a good job, you know, in, in that win. I mean, he did all right when you're comparing it to to his performance last night. He was five of ten, which is okay. He faltered a little bit in the blowout loss, five of eleven. But this guy is consistent in the faceoff circle, you know. Most nights you'll see him at 50, 60, and even last night, 75%. And that's what the Lightning need, whether it be in their own zone, whether it be in the the opposing team zone, especially down late in games, because that will definitely come into a lot of – we'll definitely have our fair share going forward of the Lightning still being down in certain games. Um, but it's very important to this team because, you know, you do have guys that could win faceoffs. You have your, your Stamkoses, you have your Sorellis. Uh, but Nick Paul is definitely one of those guys where he, he is an essential when it comes to this Lightning team. And on top of that, of his faceoff ability, his ability to make the players better around him. We've seen that uh, firsthand with, with, with Mikey Esamont, with Tanner Janot. They're both having very good years, and that is because of the guy down the middle in Nick Paul and it it you can't help but wonder with this guy through 27 games like I said eight goals 11 points what is the ceiling for him and without getting too out of the realm of possibility you know if 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 I had to guess I would probably say his his mark is kind of what we saw last year this year with the pace he's on it might be a little higher and last year he put up 17 goals and 32 points uh that matches a career high from him from back in 21 22 but i i think that he will be a guy for the rest of his career which is essential for a second line guy who could be a swiss army knife to, to kind of be around the 40-point mark, to be around 20 goals. You know, I don't think he's going to get 20 goals every year. I think he's good. he will get 20 goals at some point, I think. I think he's that smart of a player. I think he's very nifty down low, and he'll get his fair share of garbage goals down there, which a goal is a goal. It doesn't matter where it's scored from. But I think at the end of the day, I think Nick Paul's ceiling, realistic ceiling, is definitely around probably – 16 17 maybe 35 to 40 points but that's hoping that he is not falling in love with scoring goals and and scoring points and being able to to keep doing the things in his game that allow this lightning team to continue to win games because i think that 
when you look at the last two games, even in the game where, yes, his face-off percentage took a little bit of a hit against Dallas in that shutout loss, the guy was a pest in front of the net. And I just got done talking about how well he played last night as well. I think at the end of the day, I think that when you look at the depth, when, you, when you're when you kind of looking towards who's going to be the table setter for the deaf players on this lightning team, it's going to be Nick Paul. He's going to be, you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time on the show talking about how coaches, the, the, you know, the spoon that stirs the pot or whatever analogy you want to use. He's the guy that really gets things started, but Nick Paul is just as important to this team, getting things going as Kucherov is to the top half of the team. You know, it seems like these two guys kind of have that, you know, you have coach kind of setting the table for the first and second lines. And then you got Paul setting the table for the third and fourth. And I think that's a great way to look about, look at this team and even look at, you know, Tanner Janot as well as part of that combination down low in the lines is that those guys are in charge of getting things started for the lower half of the of the lightning forward lines three and four. So let me know in the comments below what you think. I think he's off to a stellar season. Um, as for potentially being a Selkie Trophy finalist, he's got a long ways to go, but I think that he is one of the better centers in this division. Um, I I firmly believe him and Sorelli and, and Point. Point, I don't know if you want to consider him a, a pure center, but Sorelli and, and Paul Deffley, I think, are up there as one of the best uh, center guys uh, in at least the Atlantic division. So we'll continue to monitor their play. Uh, throughout the course of the year as the lightning look like they're taking a turn for the better here at the end of 2023 so we'll wrap things up with a preview of tonight's game against the nashville predators in just a little bit but first i want to talk about our sponsors our last sponsors of the day and that is our friends over at fanduel sportsbook america's number one sportsbook now the weather's getting colder the nfl is heating up the playoffs are just around around the corner and it's your time to get in on the action with our friends over at fanduel sportsbook right now new customers get 150 dollars in a bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins if you've been thinking about joining fanduel there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wider range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off your nfl season fanduel the official partner of the nfl so wrapping things up on the show today as always i want to humbly thank you for joining us and making us your first listen of the day here on locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network and we're taking a look you know the lightning as much as we like to bask in the afterglow of what is a lightning win we got to pick it up right away and get back to it get back to business because the lightning are right back at it tonight in nashville against the pesky nashville predators and the lightning are closing out their season series against the nashville predators after previously winning their October 10th matchup against these guys, 5-3 at home. And I say this about the Predators all the time, and I say this about kind of teams that are in the wheelhouse of teams that are not overly impressive in terms of we're not expecting them to go out and win the West or even their division, but they're going to be a team that is going to take it to you on any given night. And that's what I fully expect from this Predators team. They're looking at a Lightning team who's starting to get hot and 
they they're definitely going to try and force the issue and try and get gritty early on. And 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 that's why it's so important in these kind of games where the Lightning are facing teams that they're not going to see for the rest of the season. These teams kind of I'm not going to I'm not going to accuse them of of playing dirty, but they're going to take certain liberties that maybe a team that you have to play a couple more times may not because you know let's say if a player does something a little bit questionable or goes a little bit overboard with physicality you know for example in a matchup with boston or you know a division rival or an eastern conference team that you still have uh you 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 still have games against guess what you're gonna have to pay for it in your next matchup where nashville the only other time after tonight that the lightning could potentially face the predators as is if they f- meet each other in, in the Stanley Cup final, which don't think that's going to happen. That's a very, there's a very minute possibility of that happening. But the Lightning are going to have to sit back and just allow the Predators to kind of be a little overly aggressive so the Lightning can draw penalties and allow that high powered, one of the best power plays in, in the NHL to go out there and do what they do best. And that's score. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even realize. After tonight's, after last night's game, that like the lightning, because I we all know at this point in time that the lightning power play is just very good and high powered, and you know really the the issue with this lightning team all year was even strength goals. But I didn't realize it was so excessive to a point to where the lightning were all the way now ranked second in the NHL with a thirty one point nine percent power play success, which is insane when you really think about it. Um, and, and on the other hand of that, the, they rank top 10, pretty much ninth in the NHL with an 83.8 PK. And that just shows you just how valuable the, the lightning special teams are and, and how imperative it is, especially in a game like this, where the lightning are very well, probably going to face UC Soros tonight, who, in my opinion, is top three in the league. The Lightning will get their their they will get their chances tonight. I mean, I would be shocked if I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility, but the Lightning will get their 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 chances on the special teams tonight. Like I said, I I expect a very physical game from both teams tonight, and that's where guys like Tanner Janot and Nick Paul, who we just got done talking about, will come into play, and the Lightning P- power play will have to step up. You know, if they if they are on the power play six times tonight, I would expect maybe two to three power play goals tonight. But that doesn't mean that the Lightning could just kind of fall asleep on even strength. That's where they got to get their chances too and take advantage of those opportunities, uh, especially down low. Because, you know, Soros, I expect that the Lightning are going to go at him early. They're going to go at him heavy. And he, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for rebounds and deflections in front of Soros. And that's where the lightning need to strike. They need to they need to get there. They need to be aggressive, and they can't allow a team like the Predators, who you know are a barely a five hundred team, to be able to get things going. Because, like I said, these teams it, it seems like it's the lightning. Whenever a team that's a little bit lower on the food chain runs into the Tampa Bay Lightning, they they need to they they kind of take up their game a notch. And and having said that, also Nashville's coming in on a very hot 10 game uh, streak right now. Um, they're eight and two in their last 10 winners of their last two. And they, 
the Lightning need to shut it down real quick early on. And really what it comes down to, the key for tonight's game, is to replicate last night. Really just choke the life out of the Predators early on. Don't allow them to get any shots, any clean shots, any clean looks. Um, you know, I'm not expecting or saying that the Lightning should try and limit the, the shots on goal like we saw last night against the Penguins where the Penguins only had six shots up until like midway through the second. I don't think it, I'd be shocked if if that's actually the situation that we see see tonight, but you definitely don't want to give them a clean look. And I would expect that Johansson's going to play tonight. And so, you know, Johansson, as we know, could be a little bit shaky. Um, and that's why it's that imperative that the lightning defense shows up and really takes the reins of this hockey game early on and sets the tone. So I'm expecting a 4-2 win, maybe even 3-2. I think it's going to be a tight one tonight, especially on the road, especially against a team who, as of late, has been playing very well. But the Lightning have been playing very well lately, too, in their last two wins. So I would expect both these teams, like I said, play physical, play a tight hockey game. Uh, but the Lightning needs to just go out there and develop their game as it goes on, as the game progresses. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap this game. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form and hit that notification button if you're listening or watching on an app. So as soon as the news episode drops, you'll be notified. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.